Hi, welcome to another episode in this podcast series, Emotional Survival for the Holidays. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert and your host. And this episode is about, oh, the trouble spots. The trouble spots, how to find them, see them, recognize them, what to do about them. You know, if you ever want to join me, you, all you need to do is go to Carlene Savage, K-A-R-L-E-E-N-S-A-V-A-G-E.com and join my, it's a course on demand. It was my two day, I used to do a two day training at the university um, and it was on how to manage conflicts. So if you're ever interested in taking that course, we have other ones. We have a membership where people pay monthly and then they can come ask questions um, and we have a Q&A every week. Um, their monthly fee pays for that. Um, I have a se- seven-week course where I walk people through um, real conflict resolution, how to work with it. It's seven steps. It's five skills used by the world's best problem solvers. It's a certification program, and that one is seven weeks long because the last week is certification. Um And that's how you get your certification for your hours in conflict resolution. Um, Anyway, I discovered what I trademarked as the savage theory of resolution, five skills used by the world's best problem solvers. And it's true, and the success of that is up to 90%, which means that 90% of the time that you have a conflict, if you use these five skills, they will work 90% of the time up to 90% of the time. That is huge. And that's why I put it together because my love spot is, I know you guys can do this for yourself. If somebody just tells you to just stop feeling shame, just start doing this without giving you the real direction and the real ability to do it. When people tell you, just, just don't feel that. When they tell you, it's not personal, it's them, it's not you. But that doesn't mean all of a sudden your feelings go away. That means you have to kind of do something different with that emotion, whether it is like um, flip it, spit on it. Um, And that's not a good emotion either. So if you're interested in doing more with me, go there or send me a message and I can get you information on that. Okay, that was a long introduction, but... In this, in this episode, what we want to do is talk about, ooh, the telltale signs, those warning, the flashing lights, the blinking danger, danger, danger. It is, okay, you've decided the ultimate goal for your holidays. Maybe you wrote it down. Maybe you journaled it. Maybe you told somebody. Maybe you put it in your, in your blog post. Maybe you shared it with an intimate partner, but you decided Congratulations. It will change. If you keep that in the forefront, if you keep that in the forefront, put it on your mirror. Um, Make it a reminder on your phone. Text it to somebody every day. Text it to yourself and schedule that text to come to you every day. Carlene, remember, this year you want to bask in the glow. My message tomorrow might be, Carlene, remember, bask in the glow of your mother. The next one might be, Carlene, remember, 
You're going to bask in the glow of the warmth that you have compared to what it feels like outside or the coolness that you have compared to what it feels like outside. Okay, so warning signs, warning signs that are going to try and strip that decision away and you can't let it. Now, if you're a God person, I am, it could be the enemy. The enemy is going to try and strip that joy away from you. Don't let it. So if you recognize, if you recognize this, the signs, these are tools, recognize the signs and know how to counter them. So I'm just going to give you a few and then you know that when they sneak up on you, you have alternatives. That's all. You just need alternatives so that you don't go down the rabbit hole. You don't go down that hole and gets dark and all that stuff. Because it's a real thing. Remember, I gave you the data. That's the reason I gave you all the specifics. These episodes may feel like, well, I don't understand. I don't, because all the pieces build one upon the other. So let's look at who's going to take away your joy. <laughs> one is the enemy, the adversary. Um, notice it and notice what you're going to do when, when that happens. Um, and you're going to get some of those out of the, what's coming next. You need to notice the signs. For example, if money is a stressor for you, adjust the budget. Now, that's easy to say, but you may have to adjust the budget, meaning you don't make as many treats, meaning maybe you sit down at a family meeting, maybe you start a new tradition. I remember starting a tradition because everybody I knew, they bought pajamas for Christmas Eve. Everybody I knew. And I could not afford pajamas for 10 people every year and expect to be able to keep up that pace. Because when you do pajamas, even if you do pajamas that are $20, that's $200 for Christmas Eve. Plus the wrapping. Because wrapping 10 Christmas Eve gifts is no joke. So, so I had to come up with something different. So I did a $5 gift. And what I did is I took my $50 and my husband and I didn't actually participate. So it was only 80, uh, um, five times eight, $45, whatever, $40, $40, Okay, so math's, I'm not feeling the math today. Um, So we took our $40, we'd give $5 to each child, each person, and and then we drew a name. And I know that a lot of you guys do this, something like this, but this became our Christmas Eve. A $5 gift, what did I do to add to that? I said, you... You have to say something about that person before you present them with the gift. So it became this long event for the night, for an, you know an hour, going through every person. Then the person that, they, that was receiving the gift would get up, they'd open the gift, and then they'd give each other a hug, and it would be laughing, or they'd fall over, or they'd squeeze really hard, or they'd make fun of the, the gift, whatever it was. Um, or the person that gave it would say, I thought this and, you know, and it would become a little conversation that they had. And, and then we would have appetizers that night. Um, and that became our Christmas Eve. 
And that's how I worked around the money issue. For you, it might be something different. What if it is, um, you know, that you feel that you get a little isolated? That when you start feeling like you can't, that you start isolating. Can you notice the signs of what happens in you? I know that when I start doing that self-talk in my head, and I want you to know there's no shame in it. 70, 75% of our thoughts are negative. 75%. And that's across the board. So you're not alone. It happens. But learning to notice the signs of what, what happens in you. So I know sometimes when I start getting into that self-talk, I'll actually sit there and go, okay, do I want to isolate and go down the dark hole or not? And depending upon my answer, because honestly, sometimes it really is easier to go down the dark hole. The problem is getting out of the dark hole. And that's the, the part I don't like to deal with. I don't like to have to dig myself out, become the mom, become the wife, become the friend. When I've been down in that dark hole, I don't like to do that. So when I'm actually asking myself that question, I'm actually going, hmm, do you want to actually have to dig yourself out of that instead? And then I go, hmm, not so much. Okay. So if that is, if isolation is a thing for you in the holidays, do you notice what happens to you? Do you ask yourself, do you notice it? And can you ask yourself that question? So what can you do? You put a support system around yourself. They can know it or not know it. I knew one lady that every Monday she would make calls to certain people. Why? Because they were people that... They didn't know that that was the reason she was making the calls. She would call me. I was one of them. And I began to notice the pattern. She would make Monday morning calls the beginning of her week. Her kids are now off to school. She is alone. She's not going to go down that dark hole. So she's going to make some calls. What happens when she makes those calls? She laughs. She hoots and hollers. And she'll have a mission for the call. Like, hey, I'm calling you. What, it, you know, what happened here? Or I noticed this. What happened with that? Or I was thinking about this, what do you think? And then it would turn into laughter and jokes and um, sharing of stories and maybe sharing of how, you know, this didn't happen or that did happen or what happened over the weekend or that's what she did to counter that isolation. What are you going to do? Another tool is to keep your plan simple. Maybe you remove one thing and you ask yourself a question like, how important is that one thing? I remember we had kids. The holidays were very important to us. And, you know, we had these, these pie in the sky images of the way the holidays, we wanted the holidays to be. Um, and I didn't want to attend the Christmas party for his work. I just didn't want to do it. And so he, he would say, you know, we're invited, you get free gifts, they'll give everybody a gift, we can get a gift, and, you know, and, I, you know, I went to one, and it just, I didn't feel the bask, I didn't feel the glow, guys. So when push came to shove, I didn't go. The next year, it was like, eh, 
did we love it last year? Did it, did it help and add to our stuff? Or was it more about going for the gift? So keep your plan simple. Maybe you can't. Maybe you're sitting there going, Carlene, there is no way. I have to do every single thing. It's my kids this. It's my kids that. It's my kids other thing. It's the neighbor thing. It's the, but maybe you could do it differently. Maybe the neighborhood has a holiday party. We did those. The neighborhood has a holiday party. Maybe we make something, take it, stay. Hey, we've got another engagement. We've got something else we need to do. We're going to go ahead and go after. And you stay 30 minutes instead of staying three hours. Maybe, to keep it simple, you don't drink at that holiday party so that you don't lose track of time. Maybe you fill your glass, and I only use stemware now. So, and I don't drink at all, but I use stemware. So looking at my um, kitchen, you might think that I, have, that I drink, but I put water in it. I put my juices in it. So maybe that one decision is to help you keep on, on time. Stay on time. So keep your plan simple. Decide what simple is. Instead of stacking, maybe you do some more simple activities. Maybe it is the Christmas lights. Maybe it is a night of making um, bread with the family. Maybe it is a night of everybody makes a treat. And in my house, we would have a lot. But in your house... Maybe it's a night of everybody comes over or your three girlfriends come over or your, the three couples or your teens or your kids, your younger kids. They have two friends over and you make something with them. Because it, does that address your ultimate goal of what you want to get out of the holidays this year? If I'm basking in the glow... I'm probably not going to attend all these parties. If I do, I might attend them briefly. If I do, I'm going to decide in my head, what will help me feel the glow? Ah, what will help me feel the glow? I'm going to make Samoan pancakes. And I'm going to take those. Everybody will love them because they're different. They're super easy to make. Um, And we're going to go for a half an hour. The fact that I made these treats are going to send them over the moon. That's how I'm going to feel the glow. Keep it simple. Okay, another really important thing, and this is no joke. This is hostage crisis and courtrooms. Another thing that we tell people is you need to exercise. Now, exercise is like a four-letter word to me. But maybe what it means is walking around the block. Maybe what it means is walking around the block with a child, holding hands, talking about their deepest secrets. Maybe it's walking around the block. I know I did this last year. We, I would walk with my husband around the block and it was one o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock at night. And it was just cool because there was nobody out there. It was quiet. You could hear this. You could just hear. 
So you're going to want to exercise. It may be for you that you just park farther out at the grocery store. When you walk, you're going to stride. You're going to put your shoulders back and you're going to stride. That is what you need to do. Maybe it's you're going to sit in front of the TV, watch a Lifetime movie, and you're going to lift weights just with your arms, only with your arms. <laughs> and taking care of those little wings. So exercise is important. Another tool, get some sleep. Get some sleep. It's a real deal. I went, um, I'm currently going to, for my husband, a brain and body doctor. His name is Dr. Zimmerman. And he was explaining our brains put out an insane amount of energy. If you've watched The Secret, they talk about how our, the energy that our bodies put out, the energy we are empowered with and capable with, capable of, can light up cities. That's the power you have. But it needs rest. So give yourself some rest. The Dr. Zimmerman also said eating a quarter of an avocado, walnuts, before bedtime helps. You could also boil bananas in water, strain it, um, and drink the juice, and it has melatonin in it. Those are some ideas, tools, tools. I'm sure you guys have tools. But the thing is, is that when you answered that one question of what is your ultimate goal for the holidays? What's your ultimate output? What's the ultimate takeaway results that you want from the holidays? These are the tools you're going to put in place. Now, you don't have to use mine. Maybe you already have some. Having a good diet, nutrition. Man, I have a crappy diet, crappy nutrition. But maybe that's your thing. And maybe it works for you. But you got to just pay attention to the signs, know when they're hidden, and know what to do. Ask yourself the question, do I want to go down the dark hole or do I not? For me, it's do I want to recover from going down the dark hole? Because I don't have a problem going down the dark hole, right? I don't mind that. It feels good to feel sorry for myself, right? It feels good to be sad. But my thing is, do I want to recover from that? So that's my question that I ask myself. And then I put in place my tools. You may have one tool that works every time. I know a young woman, she's in her early 20s, and she is really going through a rough one right now in her relationship. She's really having a hard time. And all of a sudden, she's starting to lose weight. Why? Because she says, I go to the gym. I go to the gym when I'm mad. I have a doctor friend, um, Shashi. I love this woman, Shashi. And um, she, she is just fit as a fiddle. Why? She says, I take out all my aggression on the treadmill. That is her tool. She only has one. That's all she needs. She's got plenty of other things to keep her busy, keep her looking forward, keep her moving in the, in the front direction. That is what you need. You have one question you asked yourself, you gave yourself the answer, and now find the tool or tools that are going to help you stay in that role.
Because why? Because you deserve the joy that this season is going to bring you. You deserve the tranquility, the peace, the energy, the preservation, and you deserve it directly. And people around you will get it directly or indirectly.